Brazilians go to the polls today to choose their next president. For months, the question gripping the country has not been who will win, but whether Jair Bolsonaro, the country's current leader, will claim voter fraud, attempt a coup, or simply accept defeat if he loses. For more than a year, polls have shown former president Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva, also known as just Lula, with a commanding lead. And a recent surge in numbers suggests he would win outright on Sunday with more than 50% of the vote, avoiding a runoff with President Bolsonaro. Now, joining me now is John Bofilio, Latin American correspondent for The Times. Uh, John, good afternoon. Thanks for giving us your time. Good afternoon. How are you? Very good. Thank you, John. Uh, can you tell us the latest? Uh, the, the, the country's going to the uh, booths at the moment. They're casting their votes. What's the atmosphere like in Brazil? Uh, nervous, febrile, anxious. As you say, Brazil, the world's fourth largest democracy, a country of over 210 million people, goes to the polls today in what, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but in what is perceived to be the most important election in recent history, not just because, as you completely correctly say, there are two polar opposites on the ballot uh, booth, but also because it really feels as though it's Brazilian, the Brazilian democratic project that is also being voted on. Because, uh, I mean, unless something really strange happens, we know that what's going to happen with the next few steps, which is that Lula is going to win either in the first round or in the second round in four weeks' time. And then at some point going on what Jair Bolsonaro has been saying for months now, and even reinforced this week, he's going to call into question the validity of the election. And it's up until that point that we pretty much know what's going to happen. And after that, it's a black hole. We have no idea whether the Brazilian democratic institutions are strong enough uh, to hold up against that challenge. And we certainly don't know what's going to happen in two other areas. The first one is amongst uh, Jair Bolsonaro's supporters, who he clearly is going to call out to protest, out onto the streets and so on. Again, perhaps uh, horrifically echoing what took place in the USA on 6th of January, uh, but also because predominantly uh, he, uh, the military and the police that tend to, of course, you know, officiate protests and so on, uh, tend to be very supportive of his presidency and himself as an individual. So that's where the really big questions uh, begin to, uh, to play out, is what happens when he calls out the validity of the election. Can you tell us a little bit about what the candidates are bringing to the table? The president, I assume he's he's standing as the continuity candidate, of course, to continue what he's been doing in the country. But what is uh, former president, of course, Lula da Silva, coming to the country with? Because let's not forget, he left office uh, in the midst of a lot of controversy. Actually, the controversy came later. When he left office in 2010, after a two-term presidency, he left with an 83% approval rating, which is completely unprecedented. I mean, he presided over a level of growth uh, unseen in, in Brazilian uh, modern history. But where the controversies began to, to unfold was a few years later with a series of um, uh, of uh, corruption scandals, which uh, overtook his party and, and a number of other parties, uh, and which ended up with him doing uh, being in prison for a year, a year and a half. In fact, in Thursday's um, last debate between Bolsonaro and Lula, Bolsonaro directly referred to him 
live as the ex-inmate Lula da Silva. Mm. He definitely brings two things to the, uh, I think, or, or mentally for the Brazilian electorate, there are two things that Lula brings to the table. One is that he's not Bolsonaro, that Bolsonaro has been a disastrous candidate uh, and that he is an antidote to uh, to this demagogic uh, figure that presided over record number of COVID deaths, uh, economic implosion, uh, and, and, and so on. Of course, you know, a lot of Bolsonaro supporters would say, well, you know, the pandemic affected everywhere internationally. And actually, the economic crisis that is engulfing Brazil is an international crisis. It's not a Brazilian uh, crisis. Uh, but certainly that's what, and of course, Lula brings those memories of e unprecedented economic growth in the early 2000s, which is directly related, or he is directly relating to, to him. Bolsonaro, interestingly, you should say that he's a, a continuity candidate because you would normally expect that of somebody running for re-election. But actually, I don't think that that's the case with, with Bolsonaro because even um, his supporters would suggest that actually this tenure was really hijacked again by, by coronavirus and, and there wasn't really much that he was able to do because he was hamstrung by that. But he definitely continues his, um, his extreme right agenda of being, I mean, the pro-business extractivist um, bit of his of his um, administration isn't necessarily extreme right but certainly gun ownership is certainly his position on on family and women women's place in the home and his evangelical bent uh, for sure is and the other bit which is of the extreme right again is this sense that he is greater than the than the democratic uh, process I mean he's but he's said, that the only possible outcomes for this election for him are prison, death, or victory. And he has called Gosh. on, I mean, he's spoken publicly about uh, uh, about the uh, the military hunter of the 60s and 70s, you know, when Brazil was under military uh, rule as being uh, Brazil's finest period. He speaks regularly and uh, openly about the fact that he's pro-torture and so on and, um, and pro um, uh, punishment in the sense of the police and military should be able to shoot openly on people who are uh, protesting and who are criminals without any kind of due process. And all of that very definitely puts him in the far right bracket. Goodness me. Uh, John, uh, just before you go, when are we likely to see the results? Uh, pretty soon. Uh, generally speaking, in Latin America, the automated electoral processes give us a really clear idea of what's taking place throughout the course of the day. And as soon as polls close in Brazil... Uh, so late afternoon, early evening, we will know what the figures are then, which will be around about midnight, small hours of, of the UK. Wonderful stuff. Uh, John, thank you so much for giving us all this time. No problem. Take care. John bon